Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Christina Matina, Senior Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. On this episode of Managed Carecast, we're talking with an author of a study published in our November 2021 issue. The article, Assessing Utilization of a Market-Wide Price Transparency Tool, describes how consumers use a shopping tool to research healthcare prices in their area. Joining us today is Grace Kim, a PhD student at New York University. Welcome. Can you introduce yourself? Thank you. So my name is Grace Kim, and I'm a PhD student in health policy and management. I also hold a master's in health administration from Columbia University and a BA in economics. And I'm delighted to share the findings of our study, which I worked on with Dr. Sherry Gleed, who's dean of the Robert F. Wagner School of Public Service at New York University, where I'm also getting my PhD. Great. Can you tell us a bit about your work? So the study that is being featured um, is a project that assesses the utilization of a market-wide price transparency tool, and it was released by Fair Health. And our study was conducted with the support of the New York State Health Foundation, which really wanted to assess the impact of price transparency at a market level, and also specifically in New York State. What was the objective of your study, and why did you decide to investigate it? So we wanted to understand the factors that drove utilization of a market-wide tool that was available publicly. So that differs from other price transparency tools um, that have been extensively studied, which for the most part have been offered by individual insurers or employers. And studies of those, those tools have investigated the use by enrollees shopping for services within a given insurer's provider network. So our tool is available publicly. This Fair Health tool can be accessed by anyone. Um, actually, your listeners could also look it up at fairhealthconsumer.org or you can plan for this.org. And our study was evaluating this market-wide price transparency tool in New York State, which was novel in two different ways. So first, embedded within the tool was a randomized experiment that actually offered provider-level price information in specific procedure markets. And procedure markets I'm defining as combinations of procedures and three digits of codes, which we refer in the paper to as geozips throughout New York State. And the non-randomized procedure markets didn't feature any provider level or physician level charge information and only offered the estimated aggregate charge or estimated insurer allowed amount for a given procedure and geozip combination. Uh, So we wanted to assess the impact of this tool that actually provided provider-level price information, so much more detailed price information that previous, than previously had been offered, and see whether consumers found that information useful and were more likely to use the tool. So the second way this tool was novel is that, as I mentioned before, it's publicly available, so it's not restricted to specific insurers or employers, and also drew upon the wealth of claims information available in the Fair Health database. And to give some background on Fair Health, It's a nonprofit that houses the nation's largest database of privately billed health insurance claims. And it was founded in 2009 and maintains a database of charges for healthcare procedures. And this information is used by insurers paying for out-of-network care. 
that's based on usual and customary rates. So it's really integral in pricing in these out-of-network procedure markets. And this database is also used to provide data to government officials and policymakers and academics. And also one of its mandates was to create this consumer-facing website for the public with estimated out-of-network charges. So this website had actually been in existence even before um, the period of our study, but it only offered aggregated price information and didn't really offer provider-specific price information. Can you tell us about your main findings? So I think to just set the context, there was limited use of the tool, approximately 61,500 website hits between September 12th, 2017, which is when the tool was launched, to August 9th, 2018, uh, which is where we got the data on website hits up to, which basically averaged to about less than one user per month for each procedure and geozip combination. So despite this limited use, we did find pretty interesting evidence of strategic use um, of the tool and accessing price information by consumers. So we constructed a negative binomial regression model with procedures, zip code, and year fixed effects to estimate how market characteristics affected the number of website hits uh, for a given procedure market. And so we found that there was more searches for procedures with higher charges and a doubling of the average bill charge for a given procedure was associated with approximately 0.69 more users per month. Uh, which sounds small, but, you know, again, relative to kind of less than one user per month for each procedure. Geosip combination was a pretty substantial change. Um, and also in procedure markets with more variation in price information. So I think that just speaks to the fact that consumers are really interested in accessing price information where the charges are high and it really hits their pocket. And also where there's a lot of confusion about the actual price. We also found more searches for procedures in areas with more out-of-network claims. And if we had a hypothetical example, if in a given procedure market, there was a change from 0% of out-of-network claims to 100% of out-of-network claims, there would be 1.2 more users per month on average. And there were also more searches in markets with more provider competition. And we defined market concentration by the herfindel hirschman Index and classified it according to the Federal Trade Commission's definition of concentrated markets. So in the markets where there was more competition amongst providers, just having more providers or clinicians, um, we did see more searches. And then we also wanted to assess whether the type of information displayed played a role. So we did find that in those markets with provider-specific price information, there were more searches. And so we found that overall, I think our results were consistent with that aspects of price search theory that were developed by other industries or studying other industries. And consumers really seem to search for information that would be of benefit to them. And we find that to be true in healthcare markets as well. Were you surprised at all that consumers seem to use the price transparency tool for services that weren't shoppable? And why might that be happening? So this finding was also surprising to us and we have several theories. Uh, so consumers might be using the website to see clarification on the prices posted on their medical bills for services they might have already received. So I think most of us can relate to the experience of getting a medical bill and trying to understand the price. And I think this might especially be relevant for patients who might have received care out of network and received that charge amount on their bill and are trying to assess whether that charge is reasonable. And so even if it's an emergent procedure that they had to get um, kind of urgently and didn't have time to price shop, after they get the bill, they might be using the Fair Health Consumer website to see if the charge they received is fair and sort of aligned with the typical charge for that procedure. 
And also, I think we used a pretty, I wouldn't say narrow, but we used a definition of shoppable services that was developed based on the experience of a self-insured employer. And that definition of shoppable services might not fully capture the breadth of services available to patients at large um, that uh, consumers using a publicly available tool might want to look at. And um, I think, you know, one of our findings was that dental services accounted for nearly a quarter of all searches. Um, And I think that speaks to the fact that a lot of consumers are curious about prices for services that are rendered out of network. Um, And in the case of dental services, you know, according to the American Dental Association, about a third of adults in the U.S. have no form of dental insurance. And so they're seeking services out of network. What would be needed to ensure that price transparency tools are useful for both individual consumers and the healthcare markets? So for individual consumers, price transparency tools should feature consumer-friendly descriptions of procedures and services. Um, I think Fair Health did a really good job of displaying useful information for consumers and even explaining what a price in healthcare is, which can be confusing. So what is a charge? What is an allowed amount? What's a co-payment? What's a deductible? All those definitions are pretty clearly defined on their website. Um, I also think that breaking down the components of a given service or procedure or episode of care is useful. So for example, the estimated price of a surgery also includes an estimate of the cost of anesthesia and equipment. For healthcare markets, I think just stepping back a little, there are concerns that price revelation could actually raise prices in healthcare. And this is an argument brought up by economists who have seen this phenomenon in other industries. And I think to understand the impact of price transparency on healthcare markets more broadly, we should collect more information on who is using these tools, especially if the tools are publicly available. I think a feature that asks whether the user is a patient, a physician, a clinician, an administrator, or an insurer could help us understand who is using these tools and for what purpose this price information might be being accessed for. Are there any other questions around price transparency that you would like to see investigated? I think many studies have investigated um, price transparency tools in specific states and um, by employers or insurers. Um, I think there's an enormous potential for studies investigating the recent price transparency initiatives that were launched by the Trump administration in 2019 and are likely going to be continued under the Biden administration. So I think that there's been a number of studies that investigated whether hospitals have been compliant with the price transparency initiative by the federal government and by CMS. And I think that with more data and as time elapses, um, there will be a great potential for studies to investigate the impact of this price transparency mandate um, across the country. Great. Well, thank you for joining us on the podcast to discuss your study. Thank you very much for this opportunity. For more about this issue, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.